give the Lord a big hand. It's What's happening? How's everybody doing? It is so good to be home. I miss y'all. I miss being here. God bless you. God bless you. It's good to be back. We want to say hello to everybody, all our family, all our visitors. I'm Miles in the Pass of the Rock, and I've been on a little vacation, and uh, it's good to be back. I was in Hawaii. And then a ministry brought my son out of Thailand to do a little missionary work. It was good to get a, to be uh, in someone else's ministry so I could sit in the back and kind of watch. But we visited uh, Thailand and went to the mountains and saw some very poor people. And it was uh, very refreshing to uh, get a perspective on life. I think if you were here last week, you saw the video. But uh, it was very good. It's good to be back home. Good to be back home. Amen. Amen. We um, want to give our condolences to uh, Terry Martinez's family uh, on our North County campus who passed away. And uh, God loves you guys, Arlene, Brittany, and your family, and uh, we're praying for you. And uh, so we just want to let you know that. And I also want to give a little wink to the North County. This is a secret between me and them. So all the other campuses don't know what's going on. It's okay. But y'all know what I'm talking about up there. So uh, I'm going to be up there on Tuesday night. So God bless y'all. If you don't go to that campus, don't come. This is just for them. So uh, this is, we're just going to have a good time on Tuesday night. And um, uh, next week we are going to have a UFC fighter, Cyborg, Christina Hustino is going to be here. She is rumored to fight Ronda Rousey sometime next year, and she's going to be here next week. Uh, we're just going to interview her for about five or ten minutes. She's not going to take a whole service uh, like we've done in the past, but uh, we'll get her back when the fight's scheduled to get us some more time with her. But I want to introduce you to her so you can pray for her, and also she's going to ha- give some insight on fighting because she fights. <laughs> she fights. And we were, uh, she was here this morning. We were comparing to see whose arms are bigger. The girl's yoked. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Let's get on our knees and, and pray. Let's get on our knees and pray. She's a beast. By a show of hands, how many of y'all here for the first time? Wow, wow. God bless y'all. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Um, hope you have a good time. More importantly, uh, if you're new... Uh, my prayer is that God would make you a little uncomfortable. I know it sounds like a weird thing, uh, but I pray that for all of us all the time that, you know, we wouldn't just come to hear what we want to hear. We hear what God has to say. And God would say, I want you to make this little adjustment in your life that that's what it's about so we can get a little more like him. That's what I mean by uncomfortable. Amen? I'm uncomfortable. So he's always eh, like, oh, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Lord, um. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being patient. We pray for our visitors that as you nudge them, it would feel good. It would be challenging. I pray you would challenge all of us. And that we wouldn't just come to church to check the box and hear what we want to hear, but that we would hear what you have to say. Knowing that you always have the right thing to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five, a hug, or something. (laughs) 
Amen. If you have a Bible, get your Bible ready. If it's on your phone or in your hand, if it's a book, doesn't matter. On three, we're going to lift up our Bibles and say word. One, two, three, say word. Very good. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 32, first book of the Bible, chapter 32. Genesis 32. How many of y'all are excited that football season is back? How many of y'all do not care that football season is back? You're at the wrong church. <laughs> football is very important to us out here at The Rock. <laughs> you have God, football, family. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. But it is, it is very important. Uh, uh, no, I'm only, I'm only joking. I was, I was in Thailand and I was talking to these kids uh, through a interpreter. And, I, you know, I knew the answer, what the answer was going to be, but I said, do you guys know what American football is? And, like, we don't even know what it is, much less it be important. We have no idea what that is, uh, put it in perspective. Um, but I am so happy football season's back. I, personally, I, I love it. I, I know there's a new Will Smith movie coming out that's going to uh, kind of punch football in the gut. talks about concussions, but I had 100 concussions in my life. Uh, I turned out almost okay. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, when we were playing, and I'll give you the NFL schedule, on Monday, on Sunday was the game, pretty much, and Monday was a film day, Tuesday was our day off, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were practice days, and then Saturday was walkthrough. Everyone say walkthrough. Walkthrough was exactly that. You walked. You had sweatsuit on, you know, no helmets, and you just walked through your plays, the ones that they really wanted you to know, and, and so everybody knew what team they were on, special teams, punt team kickoff return, whatever, and they would just walk through the plays. It was a walk-through. It was no pads, no helmet. It was half speed, no running. Walk. Okay, just touch, boom, move like that. It wasn't a competition. It was just make sure you're in the right place. Y'all got that? There was a guy on our team named Woodrow Lowe who was a linebacker, and he did not understand the concept of walk-through. <laughs> Everything to him all the time was 100%. And the way you knew that, it I hit me the first time I saw this. We were going out to walk through, and he was the only one getting taped up. <laughs> they were taping up his shoes. We used, to, we used to tape our shoes on our feet called spatting. You used to tape your shoes on your feet. He would tape his wrists. And I'm like, Woody, it's walk through. He's, nah, boss, nah, boss. It's never walk through. You've got to be on your game all the time. He was always fighting. Some of y'all in your Christian walk on a walkthrough, it's just whatever. Come to church, eh. You serve, eh. You give, eh. Devil got you beat down, whatever. I'm just going to die and go to heaven. That's not good enough. That's not what Jesus died for. He died that you would fight. You have to fight. The devil's not walking through. And when I, I would talk to Woody about this because everybody laughed at him. We would laugh in video because we would watch the walkthrough on video. And he's like, uh, like that. He's sweating. He's got taped up. He's like ready to go. He's like, it's always a battle. And we would laugh at him, but he was right. He says, you can't ever let anybody get an edge on you. This is his mentality. The devil is fighting you day and night. 
And part of his fight in your life is to get you to walk, get you to relax, get you to cruise. That's what he's banking on. We bought a timeshare several years ago. And when you buy a timeshare, how many of y'all have a timeshare? Okay, when you buy a timeshare, which is for all y'all who don't know what that is, you, you, you buy a, a, a week use of a room or a condo or whatever somewhere for vacation. And when you buy it, they are banking that you do not come. For real. The, the whole business of timeshare is to get you to pay money and not use it. Because they get, to, they get to sell it twice. And so they sell 52 weeks, but they sell 52 weeks to like 100 people. Because they know 52 ain't going to come, so they get it paid twice or three times. The devil's banking that you just check the box, I got saved, I went to church this month, and I put $2, I'm good. That's what the devil was banking on. He loves those kind of Christians. Because those kind of Christians pay, pose no threat to the kingdom of the devil. And you will not build the kingdom of God. You will just take up space. In church, maybe not heaven. That's to be decided. In this story we're going to look at is uh, uh, in Genesis about a man named Jacob who was fighting for his blessing. Let's talk about, look at, look at our notes one, the definition of fighting. Fighting means a confrontation. Everyone say confrontation. A confrontation between two opposing individuals or groups in which each attempts to harm or gain power over the other. Let me tell you for show dough. For show, for sure, though, though. For show, though, the devil is intent is to destroy you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your hope. He wants to destroy your job. He wants to destroy your health. He wants to destroy your vision. He wants to destroy your relationships. He wants to destroy your reputation. That is his goal. No doubt. And if you don't realize that, you are fooled. If you don't realize that, if you think that you're just going to show up, and I don't mean here, just, hey, God, I'm here. I prayed 20 years ago, and he's going to take care of everything, you are highly deceived. you got to fight. A fight is a confrontation. Ephesians, let me just read these to you. Ephesians chapter 6. For our struggle or our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people, but against rulers, authorities, and powers in the dark world. 1 Timothy 1.8. Fight the good fight. 1 Timothy uh, 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Fight, fight, fight. In this story we're going to look at Jacob. Jacob is fighting in prayer to plead for God's blessing on his life. Do you plead for anything in the spiritual realm? Oh, you may plead for a girl. Oh, baby, baby, please. Matter of fact, we got this, this, this genre of music that my father calls, my father passed away, but he's called begging music. <laughs> Some of y'all might not know, it's late night, late night radio. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Welcome to the late night radio. We're gonna, all the ladies out there, we're just going to play a little love song. Y'all know that? How many of y'all do not know that? Because you need to get with that, especially if, you, if, you're, if you're married, you need to make sure you play that through your whole um, wedding marriage life. Because, you, you know, when you're dating, you're all into that, then you kind of let the, the fire burn out. Don't let the fire burn out. But it, my father called it begging music because in all those songs, brothers be begging. 
Baby, baby, what's your name? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You got you to gotta, you gotta fight with God. You got to hold on to God. Hunger and thirst for what he has for your life. And in this story we're going to look at, it's a very short passage, he is going to fight and press on that he may become who God called him to be. He's going to fight against <laughs> the lie of who he thinks he is. And he's never going to stop. That's my challenge to you. In this series that you would fight, God, I want to be who God called me to be. I don't want to be a lukewarm, come to church every now and then, not do anything, don't give Holly nothing person. That is boring. And you wonder why your Christianity is nothing the world wants to have. Because who wants to have that? But when you fight for what God wants you to be and who God wants you to be, your life could not be any more exciting. And so in Genesis chapter 32, uh, Jacob, he has a brother named Esau. Make a long story short, he's dogged his brother out, stole his birthright, stole his father's blessing for his brother. And his brother vowed to kill him. So he finally says, I got to go meet my brother to make up. And the messenger comes and says, your brother's coming with his army. So he gets all nervous that his brother's coming to kill him. So he sends all his family, all his animals ahead of him to appease his brother. He's sending all these gifts to his brother. And he's left by himself. And Jesus, an angel of the Lord in the Old Testament is Jesus, whenever it's a capital A or the man or the Lord, shows up. And Jacob wrestles with the man all night saying, please bless me. It's a metaphor of prayer. He wrestles with him all night. Let's look what it says in chapter 32, verse 22. It says, he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over to Brook and sent them over, over what he had. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man, Jesus, saw that he did not prevail. By the way, you wonder what Jesus in the Old Testament. Uh, Jesus is eternal. He was just born as a human uh, in the New Testament. But he's eternal. He created the heavens and the earth. And he shows up every now and then in the Old Testament. Verse 25. When he saw the Lord saw he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip. And Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said to him, let me go for the day breaks. And Jacob said, no, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and man and have prevailed. Number one, you need to press on that you may become what God has called you to be. He said, Jacob, you, your name is no longer Jacob. By, by the way, when he said, what is your name? He said, what is your character? Your name was your character. Your name was who you are. His name, Jacob, meant supplanter or deceiver. He says, you are no longer that. You are a man who prevails with God. Who are you to be? Who has God called you to be? I don't know what name your mother gave you. Name My father gave me Miles. I was named after Miles Davis, who was a, who was a, a trumpet player a long time ago. He's passed away. How many of y'all even know who Miles? 
How many of you do not know who Miles Davis is? Never heard that name? Well, okay, a few of y'all. But he, I was named after him. But that's not who God named me. God says, I have a different name for you. Now, I don't know what my God-given name is. I think it's called uh, either Boom Shaka. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's called Boom. Or, or Vavoom. There was, a, there was a cartoon character named Vavoom. How many of y'all remember Vavoom? How many of you do not know who Vavoom is? Okay, it's, it's a long time ago, like literally 40-something years ago. It's only in black and white. He was a little guy and he would walk. This is, you know, it was cartoon days and he would walk and he, and I don't remember him having any other words. His vocabulary was one word. Vavoom! And he would blow holes in mountains and he would, trains would go through and then he would, you know, just, he just had a loud a loud voice. My wife is always telling me, you are so loud. <laughs> what is your God-given purpose? The devil does not want you to know what your God-given purpose is. He wants you just to live. He wants you to think you evolved. <laughs> you know, it's something about our culture, they say we evolved. But yet they say we're all children of God. How do those two things work? Is your daddy an ape or is it God? So you white people, you have a white ape. All the Hispanics, you have a Hispanic ape. There's an Asian ape. There's a Filipino ape. Really? No, you've been created and designed by God with a purpose. An amazing purpose. Do you know what that is? And if you don't know what that is, you're missing out on your purpose. You're missing out. You need to fight to know what that is and then fight to enjoy it. Before I got saved, I used to, I, uh, the charges would ask me to, I used to play for charges. They used to ask me, hey, can you go speak here? I'm like, I'm not a speaker. God in heaven going, you have no idea. <laughs> you at least know you got a big mouth, so don't you know that? I gave you that for some reason. Do you know that a lot of y'all have no clue your purpose and you're searching in money, things, women, guys, sex, all this stuff, and you're missing the whole point. You need to fight and say, Lord, I want to know who I am. He says, Jacob, do you know who you are? He says, oh, yeah, I'm Jacob. I'm the deceiver. He says, no, you prevail with God. That's your new name. That's where you get the word Israel from. You need to know who you are. And you need to fight for it. Because if you don't know and you are not living it and you will not find it by accident, you will never, ever be fulfilled. You cannot be fulfilled doing something different than what God calls you to do. Ever. A car can never be a car if it's not a car. You, a, a, a table cannot be fulfilled unless it's acting like a table. If God calls you to be a teacher, you're never going to be fulfilled until you teach. If God calls you to be a giver, you're not going to be fulfilled until you give. If God calls you to be an encourager, you're never going to be fulfilled until you encourage. You need to fight for that. Lord, I want to know. And number two, you need to fight against the lie, <laughs> very passionately pray against with passion to destroy the idols in your life, the idol of rejection in this case. You need to say, Lord, I am not that. Because I promise you, whether you realize it or not, and it may not be every day, but I promise you before you open your eyes in the morning, a little voice in your head lying to you, telling you what you're not. Telling you what not to even try to do. Telling you how bad life is going to be. Telling you how bad your day is going to be. Telling you how you're dumb, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you're a failure. 
That's not God. That's the devil. And there's some of you who have taken those lies and you've turned an idol out of them. And what I mean by that is that you've believed it. And that's who you identified yourself as. You need to fight against that lie. Because that lie will beat you down and prevent you from experiencing and receiving everything God has for you. You need to fight. Instead of living defeated, eating the crumbs that the world gives you. Oh, I'll just take this job. No, 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 no. What passion and calling does God have on your life? That's what you need to be doing. And not settling for some job. Not settling for existence. Not settling for this relationship. No, God, I want what you have for me. And I want to fight for it. And never let go. Never let go. I want to read this verse to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'll just read it for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God, for putting down strongholds. The, the weapons of your warfare are not physical but spiritual. Prayer. Casting down arguments in every, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everyone say knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought and making it obedient to Christ. In other words, the knowledge of God says, you are my daughter, you are my son, you are a conqueror, you are a king, a priest in the kingdom of God. And every thought and every idea that comes against that is what you need to fight against. So when God says, I want to use you in my kingdom, and a voice says, you're never going to be used, you've got to fight against that thought. Matter of fact, let me, let me take a poll. How many of you have... Thoughts like that. Raise your hand real high. Oh, you ain't listening. And I don't mean to me now. It's those little whispers saying, oh, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to read. God's not going to use you. There's no miracles going to happen through your life. No one's going to get saved or healed through your life. Tithing doesn't matter. God's not going to bless you financially. You got to go work. That's true. You got to go work. But God bless brings a blessing. All those little subtle voices that you just think are normal, that's not God. God wants to encourage you and give you vision and hope and a future and enthusiasm. And you're going to say, no, 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 I am not those things. I need to bring all those negative thoughts. Or you just, just settle for dating and sleeping around. That, just settle for that. No one's getting married anymore. Oh, yeah, look how jacked up those people's lives are. How's that sleeping around thing working for you? How's that getting your heart broke over and over again working for you? How's that disease thing working for you? How's that worrying about who, who, who that guy was, how's that working for you? How's that worrying about being addicted to pornography thing working? How's that lying and trying to figure out what you said last working for you? That stuff doesn't work. You're going to take those thoughts captive that, that lie to you, that speak against the knowledge of God in your life, you're going to take them captive and say, no, I'm not believing that. I believe that God has love, joy, peace, patience, kindness for my life, miracles and a purpose that's eternal for my life. I want that. When you go to sleep at night, you go through a REM cycle, R-E-M. Everyone say R-E-M. Right when you go to sleep and right before you wake up, you're in REM cycle. Your eyes, rapid eye movement, R-E-M, rapid eye movement. And it's during that time that many things happen in your brain to restore your brain and body. But one of those things is that you dream 
You usually have your most vivid dreams as soon as you go to sleep and right before you wake up. It's during rapid eye movement. One of the things that happens during rapid eye movement is that you have REM paralysis. So when you're dreaming, your body's paralyzed. You can't move. And the reason is, is because God didn't want you to be able to act out your dream. Can you imagine what would happen if you could act out your dream? Some of y'all will be in jail. You will be divorced. <laughs> I mean, your just life would be jacked up. And you experience it on a practical level when you half wake up and you're having this dream that somebody's in the room. Or you have a feeling that someone's in the room, but you can't even look because you're paralyzed. You ever had that happen? You're like this. And you're trying to, you can't even speak. Get out. You go, say amen if you know what I'm talking about. You're, you're paralyzed. But in your mind you're thinking, I want to speak. I want to get up. I want to chase this thing away or run or whatever. But you can't. You have to take every thought captive. When that thought comes in your mind that is against the knowledge of God. You have to say, no. So when that person's walking by and you want to look at them, and you know you shouldn't look at them because you know what you're going to think, you have to make a decision to not turn your neck. Even if you have to go, ooh, that is a decision. To not go onto your computer at 3 o'clock in the morning when no one's up. It's a decision to say I'm going to read my Bible. It's a decision to say I'm going to pray. It's a decision to say I want to be who God called me to be. That's a decision. You can come to church all you want, but you have to make a decision. That I'm going to, I'm going to fight so I can be all that God called me to be so I can experience God and it's also a decision to say, I don't want to do all that work. I'll just cruise because mediocre is fine. It's safe. And that is the big deception of God. Where you live a defeated life. You walk into a room and someone's in the room uh, reading in the dark. And you say, why do you have the lights off? You turn the light on. They say, I can see fine. Because they got used to the dark. There's so many people living a used-to-the-dark life, you need to fight to turn the light on. And lastly, you need to persist and never let go. You need to draw near to God in prayer, good and bad times, no matter what, without ceasing. Look what Jacob says to God. This is, this is so powerful. He says in chapter 32, He says, the Lord says, let me go because Jacob had a hold of him and was wrestling with him. And he says, I will not let you go till you bless me. I will not let you go till you bless me. I want all that God has for my life. I don't want to settle for what I have now. I want all that God has for my life. And God says, if you want it, you got to come get it. 
if you want it, I want you to do everything you can and lay your life down so you get it. When I met my wife, I, I, um, I asked her for many things, but one of them was, I was begging, one of them was her phone number. And when those begging songs came on, I was like, can we dance slow? And she's like, no. Because I wanted to hold her. And she said, you ain't holding nothing. I said, can I have your phone number? And she said, no. I said, well, how am I going to see you again? And here's what she said. You will figure it out. And she left. She said, she said to me, basically not these words, but she was saying, if you want all this, you got to fight. Oh, obviously God is way more important than that. He said, you think I'm just going to give it to you? You wouldn't know what to do with it, all the blessings I have for you. I want you to hold on to me. This is God. And I don't ever want you to let me go. I don't want you to come and do a drive-by prayer, dear God, bless me, and then go about your business. Oh, here's a dollar, go about your business. I want you to fight. I want you to fight to hold on to me. Fight to hear my voice. Fight to obey me. Fight to honor me. Fight against your flesh, the lies in your head, the temptation in the world, all, this, all the lures of your friends and all that. I want you to fight against all that so I can be the only and most important thing in your life. And then when you do that, you will become what I called you to be. In a minute we're going to pray. And I know there's a lot of fighting needs to go on in this room. In all the campuses, East County, North County, San Ysidro, online, Coronado, you guys know about fighting more than all of us in this room. Is that you would say, God, I want to fight. I want to take my struggle in the spiritual realm to another level. The spiritual realm is infinite. We have so much we can learn and experience and victory we can have in the spiritual realm if we would fight in the spiritual realm. If we would pray without ceasing. Pray with passion. Pray with fervency. I get this prayer. Dear God, please bless me. I get that prayer. But I also get this prayer. Dear God, I can't take this anymore. I get that prayer. And there's nothing wrong with the soft prayer. But sometimes the soft prayer is a bored prayer. God, and, and, and I can't speak for God, so forgive me, boom. But I'll bet you he's bored with some of y'all's prayers. Dear God, please bless my food. And God's like, ain't nothing wrong with that food. <laughs> Jesus, help me out. Is there something wrong with the food? Holy Spirit, ain't nothing wrong with the food. Dear God, please bless my sleep. They lazy, they sleep fine without me. They don't need no prayer to sleep. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting ready to get thrown in the fiery furnace. All they had to do was bow and prevent them from getting burned and thrown in the fiery furnace. And they said to a pagan god in a pagan culture, you can burn us, but we will not bow to an idol. God said, now that's the kind of prayer I'm looking for. And he, threw the, and he, told, he told the angels, Gabriel, Michael, Tito, Jermaine, Latoya, get down there and help them. So I know that there's some praying that needs to happen. 
And I'm going to call you out. God is bored with some of your lives. He, he's bored with your little Christian, the little Christianity you created. Where you just kind of walk through. He's like, I, I'm not interested in that. I didn't die for that. That's religion. Who's going to lay that life down for me? I lay my life down for you. So I want you to turn to the back and then we're going to pray here. Turn to the back. Here's a little prayer guide for you. And you can make up your own, but this is just a little guide. I want you, it says, I am going to fight in prayer for what? What are you going to fight for? You may say, I want to fight that I would be passionate about Jesus. And even though you may not be a yeller like me, you don't have to yell. But what do you do when you get mad? Even you, even you uh, little sweet people that don't raise your voice, when you get mad, something comes out of you. Well, get that. <laughs> Call that thing up. <laughs> I'm going to fight for what? Your attitude, another person's salvation, whatever it is. And it could be five things. I don't care. I'm going to affirm that I am what? Fight that you may understand and be who God created you to be. And I'm going to reject the lie that I am what? A failure, unloved, unlovable, dumb, whatever the devil calls you. Reject that garbage. And then it says, I will not let you go and stop praying until you bless me. What does that mean? Well, you figure out how, how the time you got to get up in the morning. Figure out how long you got to pray for. Figure out how you want to pray. Change something. But if you keep doing the same thing the same way, expecting a different result, you're insane. So in a minute we're going to pray in all our campuses. And God wants to see who wants to fight. So I want all y'all to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses. There are many of you listening right now, eyes closed, heads bowed, who are tired of your personal status quo. And you know God's tired of it. It's boring. No faith involved. No fight, no passion, no persistence, no pressing. You just accept what the devil's given you. You are no threat to the kingdom of the devil. You're no benefit to the kingdom of God. You're not taking any territory for the kingdom of God. You just exist in the spiritual. And you just want God to do everything, and you just receive. God says, I want you to press on. I want you to pray without ceasing. I want you to hunger and thirst. I want you to seek with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And if you're ready to take your fight to another level, pray this prayer with me. For some of you that means salvation. For some of you means, for some of you it means you just want to get out of your little safe, comfortable bubble. Because you know there's more that God has for you. And you know there's been annoying in your heart, annoying, God gnawing at you, the Holy Spirit grieved in your heart saying, this is just not right. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to people. I pray you nudge them. I pray you prepare them for these next couple of minutes. In the privacy of your heart, if you're ready to take your fight to another level, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I surrender my life. Forgive me. I want to fight for your best in my life. I want to fight to be who you called me to be. 
I want to fight to hold on to you with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my mind. I don't want to settle for what I have. I know it's not good enough for me, for you. I surrender. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you pray that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you stand up, there are going to be people who are going to pray for you in all the campuses. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to stand up. And I want you to stand up. I want you to fight against that little voice telling you, you don't need to stand up. <laughs> One, two, three. Stand to your feet if you prayed that prayer. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now in a minute, I'm going to ask all y'all who are standing. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to come down to the altar if you're in the balcony. All you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. If you're a visitor, this is not a time to leave. It's a time to cheer. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 UFC fighting, we watch all the stuff, we scream at the TV, we get all excited, and when we get to God, we're like, huh. Doesn't mean you have to scream all the time, don't mean you have to be loud, don't mean you have to, but let me tell you something, God gave you that passion, and he didn't give it to you for that, he gave it to you for him. He gave it to us for him. And when we, when we sing worship songs, we're singing to him, there's nothing wrong with screaming it to him. God, we love you, we trust you, we honor you. Because when you go out there, the devil, he ain't playing around. He's slick. He's just going to very subtly steer you into destruction. You got to know that. 
And don't, play, don't fall for that trick. You say, no, 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 get out of my face. I'm going to trust God. You yell at him if you need to. Be passionate about your faith. I am going to read my Bible. I am going to obey. Those people got to get out of my life. Because you know the people in your life who are no good. No. I am going to fulfill what God called me to fulfill. I am going to be what God called me to be. Yell it. It works. It really does work. It really does work. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray. Let's, let's. And by the way, you, you don't need to come here to hear me shout to fire you up. I mean, great. Come to church. Matter of fact, come to church every week. How about that? Do you know how few of you come to church every week? Because something has told you, I got my fix, I feel good, so I'll go next time I need to feel good. That's not what it's about. It's about accountability, about relationship. It's not about hiding in the crowd. I checked the box. Look, God, I'm here. God's like, so? I saw your heart wasn't right. That's what it's about, being accountable to each other. Having someone look you in the eye and say, you ain't right, and say, yeah, I got to get my life right. That's what it's about. That going to church stuff is not Christianity. It's religion. And God ain't interested in that at all. Lord, I pray for all these people, and I pray we would fight. And we would stop playing games. Stop trying to fool people. We can't fool you. We want to bless you. We want to fight to bless you. We want to fight to hold on to the blessing you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Before y'all move, let me explain something to y'all. Right now, what we're going to do, service is not over. We're going to cheer and celebrate all these people as they walk into that room. After that, after that, we'll take our offering. Okay? Then you have an opportunity to worship God in your giving. Giving is a worship to God. It's saying to God, God, you gave me this. I honor you and I trust you'll bless me. That's what it is. It's not us trying to get your money. It's God trying to get your heart. So first thing we're going to do is cheer these people. Let's cheer. Give them a hand. Let's go this way. Yeah.
life our offering. I recently was talking to somebody. They said, oh, you got that big church. You don't need money. 20 people just lost their jobs because we didn't have enough money. That should never happen. And all you got to do is worry about what you got to do. Don't worry about what you think is going on. Worry about what you got to do. And your giving, and your serving, and your prayer life. Worry about who God called you to be. Because when you die and stand before God, he's not going to ask you anything about anybody else. He's going to ask you about you. He's not going to ask you what someone did to you, said to you, what you thought, your perception. He's going to ask you about you. That's it. He's going to say, I want you to look at my son. He died for you. Tell me about your life. Let's not play church. Our country is very serious about coming against God. Very serious. And we better be more serious than to obey God because we ain't going, the church will not survive. And if you're going to be the church, let's be the church. Amen? Amen. Sorry, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just fired up. Our pastor's on fire, amen. It's okay to be on fire for God. It's okay. Let's continue to celebrate our time of giving right now. Come on. Somebody shout in this place. It is worship. It is worship. We continue to worship our God with our tithes and offerings right now. We have three options. You can give the push the give button online. You can text to give or you can give uh, your envelopes at the giving boxes at the exits. It's all worship unto God and we're giving back just a portion of what belongs to him anyway. Amen. Amen. And, and before I leave, before you leave, if you need prayer for anything, these warriors up here want to pray for you. So do not leave this place if you need prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day and for this time and for another opportunity to worship you with our giving. Please, Lord, receive our offering and receive our hearts of gratitude. We ask you to bless this time as we leave this place, but never your presence. In Jesus' name, somebody shout. Amen. God bless you. See you next week. When you